Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 64. I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, can you not pick your nose in front of me? What? I'm not picking, I'm scratching. Scratching what? Your brain? Yeah, because it's huge. (laughs) Okay. Well... It is episode 64, and with us is a great movie, and it's probably one of the most quotable movies of our childhood. Uh, it is uh, very crass, so <laughs> if you don't appreciate this type of humor, if basically, if you did not like our C-Spot Run episode, you might not like this one, but it is very, it, it is very funny. It's a very funny movie, and what is that movie? Quack, quack, everybody. Today, we are... <laughs> I didn't even let you say quack, quack. My bad. I didn't get to say it. I had to, I had to get it out. Have you gone an episode without saying it? I not, not in a while. Nobody even knows what that is anymore. I don't think I, I remember. Well, we had to explain it to Eli last week, and he liked it. He said he was going to start saying it from now on. Well, and he was going to bring it back. So if you start hearing everyone say quack, quack, you know, you can thank Eli for that. And inside quotes, obviously. But yes, we are covering... Benchwarmers today. And yeah, this one's pretty crass, definitely rewatching it. And this is definitely not is like on the line of like who's the audience of this movie? Is this for kids or is this like more for adults? It's well, kind of on okay. the line. So this came out in 2006. So how old were we in 2006? I know I was in 3rd grade, maybe 2nd grade. No, th- I was in 4th grade. Yeah, I would have been 13 turning 14 probably when this came out. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I was in third. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. All I know is, like, it may be a little edgy, but it seems like the target audience for this is fifth grade boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like so many quotes in this movie are, like, just classic schoolyard insults. Just for <laughs> yeah. recess. You know what I mean? Just, like... <laughs> I mean, it's probably done better in Sandlot, but there's just so many comebacks and so many lines in this movie that like don't even make sense. But you just say it, you know, when you're playing football out on the field right. at recess, you know. And it's very modernized, like very two thousands, like anything goes. You got fat jokes, you got racist, you've got homophobic, <laughs> you've got there's a couple R words in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of R words in there. Um <laughs> But you know what? It's a product of its time, and we will move on from it. Basically, we started watching this, and I think the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh no, this movie is not good. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a chore to get through, honestly. And then it started picking up. Some of the quotes started to hit, and there was some funny moments, and I was like, okay, this is, this is the movie I remember. Yeah. It- <laughs> It was very, very choppy. And yes. I'm not sure I like yeah. a choppy. Um, I'm not sure I like a choppy. I don't know if I like a choppy um, movie. Because uh, it's like every scene, every shot has one person saying something and it switches to another shot of their response. And that is not what you need to do for every single shot. I don't know. Yeah. I'm no cinematographer, so I can't blame him. I'd probably make the same quality. 
it's a comedy and it's it's fast paced, which is good. But it's just like constant editing of just like the jokes. The jokes have to keep coming. They've got to keep keep up the comebacks, you know. It definitely felt like like a Facebook or like a, a YouTube like comedy sketch. You know what I mean? Yeah, just a bunch of like skits strung together. Yeah. Different scenes. Not necessarily like TikTok or Vine where it's just the same person playing the same character, but it's an actual put together sketch. Yeah. But it's so fast paced and so designed for the ADD minded. Yeah. <laughs> um, nevertheless, it is so funny and I still laughed a lot. Uh, but. So, Jeremy, I wanted to ask you. I feel like this is my standard question every episode, but do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I don't remember the first time I saw this movie, but I do. I do. Do remember the first time I saw the trailer for this movie, and we were in a hotel in North Carolina, and we were taking you to camp. And I don't know if you were there with me, or it was we were just us three in the hotel, me, mom, and dad. You might have been at camp already, hmm. but it came on because I was watching Nickelodeon. Because when you're at a hotel, you watch cable because we didn't have cable. Uh, so I was catching up on my Nickelodeon. And me and dad watched the trailer. It just popped up on Nickelodeon. I was very excited because I saw the dude from Napoleon Dynamite. And I guess I really hadn't seen David Spade in much as a third grader. But it looked hilarious. Like, if you like the trailer of this movie, chances are you're probably going to love this movie. (laughs) So I remember watching that. And I remember mom like strongly disapproving of it because she could already tell it was going to be a dumb movie. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had the opportunity to see it as soon as I saw dad chuckle at it. (laughs) Just one little laugh. And I was like, all right, it's justified. Let's get it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Was it in theaters? Yeah, we saw this movie in theaters. That's right. I thought. Yeah. Okay. So. I I have a lot to say about this movie because this was of my childhood. This was probably one of the most anticipated movies to like ever come out for me. Yeah, it was <laughs> very from, heavily marketed too. Like aside from you know the prequels and of Star Wars and uh, Harry Potter and all that you know that stuff. Yeah, as far as like a random comedy, I was very hyped about this movie and was like following the production like very early on <laughs> um but yeah, i think this is one of the first times we even like opened up imdb what do you like mean the website i feel like this is the, one of the first times i have experienced the website imdb oh for this for this movie yes you know that could be true actually i feel yeah. like i didn't understand any of what it meant and i said what is imdb and you mm-hmm. said Internet Movie Database. I was like, what? <laughs> Nerd? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I probably didn't even know what it stood for for a while. So, um... I, I called it IMDBA for a while. <laughs> but I was very hyped for this movie. And I remember, like, I saw it come out and I was like, eh, it's a PG-13. I don't know if, if like, mom and dad will take us to this. And I was like, <laughs> I really wanted to see this movie. Yeah. And so I asked dad on a random Saturday if he would take us to the movies. Yes. And and he he was like, I guess he had seen the trailer, like you were saying, and he chuckled yeah. at it. 
And I, you know, I'm sure the selling point was, oh, it's got the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I think so. Because I'm sure that's what I used to sucker him (laughs) into going to the movies. Because this is one of the rare occasions where our dad took us to the movies. Yeah. Because we didn't really go with him that often. He didn't have a lot of Saturdays off growing up. I mean, he did for a good couple years. And I think that might have been during that time. It must have been, yeah. Must have been. Because usually he had either Mondays or Tuesdays off. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... Yeah, I know. Like, Dad was feeling extra spontaneous that day. We were like, let's go to the movies. And he did. And, and I can guarantee t- you, he bought goobers. He he probably did. But I, I remember one thing. I remember one thing. Uh, we, uh, I think we, we decided to go to a time, and it was going to be kind of pushing it to get there. <laughs> and so, you know, we're running, kind of running behind, you know, classic Jones fashion for us. And... But before we go in the movie, Dad insisted on getting a coffee beforehand. Yes. And we went to Panera Bread, (laughs) which was right before it. And I was like, come on, the movie's going to start. Hurry up. And I know that we missed like the first like 10 minutes of this movie. Yep. Because he stopped and got coffee. (laughs) And he was like, I got to finish it before we go in. Did, Did he bring it in? Do you think? I don't remember. I because I, I think the rules point. were way stricter back then. Like nobody knew that you could take food in the theater. Like I'm sure he now, didn't take but... it. I I'm sure he didn't take it inside. I'm sure he yeah. like chugged he, a hot hot coffee. He probably chugged a hot coffee. I I probably vaguely remember him kind of dumping out part of it. <laughs> you know, um, he's like, yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna watch this movie, I'm gonna need some caffeine. I need some caffeine. <laughs> Also, I don't really I I have this vague memory that I may have like mowed the lawn that day or dad mowed the lawn. And so that was one of the things that made us late leaving was like one of us had to mow the grass or something. Just like Gus in this movie. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we but we ended up seeing it and and. uh, And it was it was like at that time, it was like the funniest movie I'd ever seen. But I, I did have friends that were like defending this movie, thinking it was like a better movie than Napoleon Dynamite, which Ooh. at the time I was like, I was like comparing the two and I was like, oh, I don't know. But now it's it's clear. There's a clear winner. Napoleon you know, Dynamite is va- a vastly superior movie to Benchwarmers. You know, there was a time where Napoleon Dynamite like took over the world. Oversaturation, for sure. It was on everyone's TV and DVD shelf. It was. People were wearing the vote for Pedro shirts, quoting that movie all the time at school. Every movie had a mm-hmm. quote from it. People were Give wearing their tots. Yeah. People were always wearing like their like I saw girls wearing the sideways Deb ponytail a lot oh, as a yeah, joke. Yeah. Napoleon <laughs> had a great influence on fashion. I mean, the moon boots <laughs> came back. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I was all on the Napoleon Dynamite train. And so that's why I was hyped about this movie. Because I was like, I, this was like early days of us like hopping on the computer at the library after school. I remember we were looking on IMDb at like upcoming movies with our friend Zach McRae. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and like that's where I, like, I found out like this movie was coming out. I don't even know what I was looking up specifically. But I just found out like, oh, there's this movie called Benchwarmers. 
Oh, it's got the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, it's being produced by Adam Sandler. There is no way this movie is going to fail. This is going to be <laughs> the funniest movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and for a time, it honestly was. Because you had to have an acquired taste to like Napoleon Dynamite. This was just like the every man's movie. Like, the every yeah. man's poop jokes. <laughs> for every man that just loves beef stew, this is the movie for you. Dude, good beef stew. This was during the Denty Moore era of our lives, dude. <laughs> we used to have Denty Moore in our our pantry. We used to have Denty Moore in our pantry on stock. Yeah. This must, I think, eighth grade, I this year, 2005, 2006, that was the year where the school decided not to have like fast food catered every single day bro yes and we were bringing lunch every day and so i remember bringing those denty more beef stews all the time that year <laughs> hold up <laughs> you're saying mom was like <laughs> hold up they're changing it from fast food we don't want you guys to eat the healthy food they're serving now you could just pack your own is that the logic <laughs> I, well <laughs> that did happen I would always be so excited when I got to bring out like a Chef Boyardee or something. Yeah. I remember getting those lunches, though, for at least a little bit. Maybe a month we got it. And well, we, we got the classic uh, spaghetti and chocolate chip cookie day. Yes, dude. I think we got one day a week or something. Like that. And boy, do I have a story for that. Uh, we, will ki- we will talk about that when we cover Ratatouille at some point. <laughs> but, oh my goodness, that was a good day. Yeah. I based my entire life off of that day, and I won't go into it, so <laughs> stay tuned for whenever we ever decide to do Ratatouille, which yeah. could be this year, could be seven years from now, who knows? Yeah, me and uh, my friend Zach, we, I think we had gotten to that age where we are like starting to watch some of those like older, like Adam Sandler comedies and stuff, Yeah, and we were like really into comedies and all that stuff at the time, so... Benchwarmers was a big, big movie that was like on our radar. We were like super hyped for it. And I just remember waiting like a year or so after Napoleon Dynamite came out for this movie to come out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I hadn't, I probably hadn't seen anything with like Rob Schneider other than like cameos and other Adam Sandler movies. Uh, Home Alone to Lost in New York. Okay. Hey, I, I'll do you one better. The Beverly Hillbillies movie. Yes, <laughs> another shameless remake from the '90s that nobody's seen, and I will defend that movie till I die, dude. That is, it is so hilarious. funny, dude. We've got added to the list. It's we're gonna cover it. But uh, as far as David Spade goes, uh, we had at least seen um one or two other movies before this movie came out. Uh, one was Dickie Roberts, former child star. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, our older brother, Justin, had that, and we watched that with him. Didn't feel like I was allowed to watch that one. Because <laughs> I had cussing. Yeah. We, uh, but we watched it anyway. <laughs> so I, I, I was excited. So I knew about David Spade. No, the other movie was Tommy Boy. Um, yeah, but I hadn't that seen yet? that. No. You hadn't seen that one yet? I didn't watch that till high school. Because okay. people started quoting it, and I wanted to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I had seen it at that point either. Um, 
I probably David Spade to me was was Dickie Roberts and uh, Emperor's New Groove. Actually, you know what? It wasn't that. It was Black Sheep. That's the one I saw. But Tommy Boy, I watched with Logan Lanning, a, a other guest on this show. We mm-hmm. convinced his mom to let us watch that for some reason. <laughs> she let us. Yeah, <laughs> it was like seventh grade, maybe. So I guess it's a good age. I don't know. But this movie came out 2006. This was the prime MySpace era for me. Yes, before my time. This, the Benchwarmers shaped my internet presence for many years because I had a profile picture of Gus and Richie and Clark on the field. It's like just a promo from this movie. That was like my <laughs> default profile picture yeah. for like a long time on on myspace i think i remember that actually it's just like this classic photo of them like hugging each other and like one of them is like got their leg up in the air and playing it like a guitar or something (laughs) but i i have a i have a story to tell about this and it has to it ties in with us missing the first 10 minutes of this movie in the theaters all right all right and and myspace so um I was on MySpace and I was checking out the videos section on there. It was like, I I used to watch videos on MySpace. Like it was before YouTube was like huge. So I I would like find stuff on MySpace and watch videos there before I like ever moved over to YouTube, I feel like. But anyway, I found a user who will remain nameless that, uh, uploaded full movies to myspace (laughs) and i found it and i was like they had a few movies like already uploaded and like he he always had like in the description like uh, you know let me know if you have any requests Hmm. hold up was it will gear no 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 this was not a friend i did not know this person at all i did not know this person uh i'll say their first name was sean (laughs) if that was really their name their last name was very inappropriate, so I will not I will not repeat it on the podcast. <laughs> but it was bleep it, it, it out, bleep it out, bleep it out. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the listeners are really missing out on that one. That's for sure. <laughs> and um. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. All right. That, it, was, it wasn't it, even funny. It wasn't even a good name. Don't worry about it. And it was this it seemed like a kid about my age, maybe in maybe in high school. I I will always remember his profile picture because it was like this it was this white kid <laughs> with like a red head bowl cut. Kind of <laughs> looking like the kid from Home Alone 3, but a little bit older. Okay. And uh, but he had this like shaggy like bowl cut and he was wearing a sombrero and holding like this comically sized like fake tequila bottle in his profile picture. It was just like one of those like prop things or something like that. And that was his picture. Sounds like everybody's normal bootleg movie dealer. I was like, man, this kid's pretty edgy. But. If I play my cards right, I can request him to upload bench warmers <laughs> and I can see the first 10 minutes of this movie. So I did. And sure enough, he was like, sure, I'll do it. And then like after a week or so, 
he like messaged me back and was like, Hey, I just uploaded Benchwarmers. Thought you ought to know. Let me know. Thanks for the request. And let me know if you want anything else. I was like, yes. Dude. <laughs> so he uploaded it and it was like he had obtained some like cam footage, you know, from the movie theater yeah. or whatever. But, you know, there was there was some classic jokes in there that I, I didn't see. You know, I just thought of a quote from this movie, and it's not unique to this movie, but you know, what would you say the first line of this movie is, Jeremy? It's kind of a trick question. Uh, sha la la la. Terrific. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> While that music's playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dang it! He really does play into his like Napoleon Dynamite. Only dumb. Like at least Napoleon Dynamite was a nerd. Yeah. That new thing. Much, much stupider. Very. Stupid. I sounded much stupider when I said that. I feel like. <laughs> Um, yeah, Napoleon's smarter than Clark for sure. Jonathan, have you ever had or given beef stew? No, I had wedgies. Okay, it was cooler. <laughs> you know what? Um, never before this movie had I ever heard that term or seen that really. Yeah, done. no, definitely but not. After this movie was done, for sure. This was something people were trying out on the people, playground. For oh sure. yeah, people were getting pinned down left and right. Um, I don't think anyone ever got me. And I don't think I was a bully like you that. and Justin got me, dude. Come on, did we really? <laughs> yes. I don't. Justin remember Justin supplied the gas, and you pinned okay. me down. All right, I helped out, <laughs> but it didn't help you because you got some of the gas too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Jeremy, have you ever played baseball? I did in fourth grade. I played softball. It was a little different. We weren't allowed. You to actually play played on the team. Yeah, like a season. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, was not very good, mm-hmm. but remember warming the bench a lot. <laughs> not. I remember playing, but not knowing how the games worked or ended. Yeah. It's so like innings. What? No, I have. I always wanted to play pony baseball, but I never got to because we were in scouts. Yeah, our our hometown, all the kids we went to church with and went to school with, at least for me in my class. Yeah, me too. Baseball was huge. Like baseball was the number one sport that like kids played. Yeah, like outside of school and stuff. And I just like never really got into it. My um most of my experiences in like learning how the game is played is from movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy good baseball movies, but I never like ever sat down and like followed any teams for baseball. Um, but I did play a form of baseball quite a bit around the same period of time. Uh, paper ball. It was paper ball after church with my friend, Chad, <laughs> for whatever reason, we after church <laughs> we would like crumple up a Ugh. piece of paper and we'd like go out, out outside of church we'd like go out in like a field out back behind the building it was a ditch yeah there wasn't a lot of room and it was right next to a very busy road <laughs> and we would just play baseball with that where we would like someone would just like pitch it and we would just like hit it with our hand as far as we could go you know hit it 
And then we just run to the bases. <laughs> and it was one of those things that we would, it would just be me and him. Yeah. Like it'd just be two people. I remember trying to play with y'all and you were like, no, go play with your friends. And I was like, I don't have any. We had too many ghost men on third, you know, playing already. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but I want to do it. Anyways, uh, for those who, for those of our listeners who went to Florida College, uh, the building we we're talking about is now the business building. Used to be a church yeah. that we used to go to. Yeah. So, fun fact. But we would like use a bush as like first base, and then like the church sign was second base, and then there was like a street sign, like next <laughs> to the busy road of Bullard Parkway, that we would like use as third base. And if you got hit by a car, it was a home run. Yeah. But we we were so into that. We did that like after every service for a long time. Yeah. It's, thinking about it now, it's kind of weird. But then again, yeah. I used to wrestle outside of church. So no, it was I mean, it was definitely, you know, you know, I felt like one of the bench warmers back then, you know, <laughs> I didn't have too many friends at church. And so we were just kind of the out the outcasts playing our paper ball. And, you know, I should have known it probably wasn't that cool because like it's not like any of the other kids ever asked to play with us. <laughs> Other than you. But um, I have one other story involving Chad, though, in baseball. And I don't know if you remember this one, Jeremy. No. Um, there was a week where his parents went out of town and he stayed with us for like a week when we were living at the, the Holland house. And during that period, I guess I was kind of into baseball a little bit, like just playing. And we went out in the front yard of of the house. And you remember that wooden like bat that Larry had? Yeah. Baseball bat? Yeah. We had that in a tennis ball. I also remember we Justin's were... wooden bat that had nails in it and blood. Oh, yeah. It was a prop from a horror movie he was in. I thought he was a murderer. It scared me. <laughs> um. And we played, we played baseball again. This was before the paper ball days, maybe a couple years before. Yeah. But, um, we played, it was just me and him and we were just playing in the front yard basically. And, um, there was a time where I, he, he, uh, he pitched the tennis ball to me. We were playing with that cause we didn't want to like break a window or something like that. You know, can't use an actual baseball, but, like tennis balls. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> And, uh, and I, you know, I never played any little league or anything like that. So I didn't really know how to swing a bat, but we were playing and he, he was on defense. I was at, at the plate and he pitched it to me and I smacked it hard and it hit him straight in the nose. This tennis ball. Oh no. Do you remember this at all? I don't know who you're even talking about. I'm talking about Chad. Oh yeah. I, I, I hit it and it was like a direct hit to the face and it hit him in the nose and like he was bleeding. Yeah. And I he, think I do he, remember that. And he like, didn't, he didn't like break his nose or anything, but it was like super sore and he was like crying and stuff, obviously. And also randomly our grandma was staying with us at the time too. Emma. <laughs> okay. Um, it was like a weird thing, but like, he was like hurt and he was like, I was like, I was like freaking out. Cause he was like collapsed on the ground outside in front of the house. And I like ran inside and like told mom and she came in and like brought him in and kind of calmed him down and gave him some ice and stuff. And, uh, 
he was pretty much mad at me for the the rest of that week that he was staying <laughs> with us. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we didn't have much fun after that. Uh, we did play a lot of PlayStation, though. <laughs> PlayStation. I have always wanted to befriend a billionaire. Who likes to I mean, have fun? That's a good goal. Uh, uh, the scene where he's uh, John Lovitz is who we're referring to right now anyway from the movie. Yeah, he's he's getting the baseball stadium built and he's like, keep it under a billion. That's all I've got on, on me. me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of John Lovitz, Jeremy? I think he's utterly hilarious. <laughs> that was the worst John Lovitz impression I've ever done. And the only. A lifetime supply of hummus. <laughs> yeah. Rat race. That's another yeah, we one. We know him from do. Rat Race, for sure. Uh, so I thought he was great. Because mm-hmm. uh, John Lovitz plays this kind of the same character every time. Yeah. Uh, he's very <laughs> underrated, I feel like. He's definitely just playing a similar character all the time. Yeah. But it, it, it always gets me, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a Reggie Reggie Oxenfried. <laughs> Me and Reggie Reggie Oxenfried, we grew up together. <laughs> All right, number seven, I would like a sandwich. <laughs> I'll have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with mayonnaise. <laughs> Coming right up. Yeah, no, I, I love John Lovitz. He will crack me up in any movie pretty much. Except yep. for Bench Warmers 2 Breaking Balls. We had to go there, didn't we? We had to. <laughs> so we have a pact, uh, me and Jonathan, to not ever watch straight-to-DVD sequel movies. It's just never, we're going to be disappointed. We, we will not watch Sandlot 2. We can't watch Bench Warmers 2, but we did. Because it was on Netflix, and it popped up. And we, start, we actually didn't finish it. We watched like five minutes a day when we're bored yeah. and not looking for something. It is so bad. I wish I could unwatch it. So, yeah, this might be news to a lot of people, because it was news to me like a year ago. I found out apparently there was a straight-to-DVD sequel like only a few years ago. Like, who's bringing back this franchise? <laughs> but it's Benchwarmers 2 Breaking Balls. You know why it's called <laughs> That's that? That's the title. It's called that because, first of all, it's got completely different characters except for two people. It's got John Lovitz, different name, but same type of person. He's a, he's a billionaire, but he's playing a different, a different character. Name? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. I thought. I thought it was just the same guy. Just What's, what's his last name in this movie? I don't know, Schmegmer. <laughs> See, that's what I thought it was, but it's a different last name. I don't know. Anyways, he plays another billionaire, and then the other, some random, like, op- opposing team's coach is in it, too. But nobody else from the original movie is in it. Yeah. He even that's, ha- that's what gets me. It's like, movies that, like, don't have the same cast, it's like they're trying to do a whole don't different thing. Don't even bother. It's like a spinoff, but they're, like, retaining the name of the other movie just for some kind of brand recognition cash grab brand recognition yeah um it's ridiculous but it's about this guy who was a minor league baseball star 
and it was his turn to come to bat and it's a big moment it's a big game and at that moment the pitch comes he's up at bat and what do you think happens his balls get broken <laughs> and honestly i was expecting more from it i i was wondering why they were calling breaking balls <laughs> But then I was so disappointed when I saw it. First three minutes of the movie. Oh, that's why it's called that. Okay. Well, we can be done. Yeah. It's just no. not good. Yeah. I would not recommend. Unless you're bored on Netflix. But even then, I'd watch something better. <laughs> <laughs> but we did watch a few minutes of it just to like get a taste of it. And it was enough. I guess for me we to, should probably summarize it. this movie. We haven't really talked about the original movie, and we've already talked about part of the plot of the sequel. Go for it. Um, okay, so basically it's three dudes. Uh, two of them are nerds. One of them is an ex-jock who owns a lawn care company. Carries the team, pretty much. Uh, they try and stand up for the nerds of the neighborhood. The nerds of the neighborhood. <laughs> by challenging the uh rec league like what is it minor or the kids soft kids baseball teams little league team whatever little league team okay so they try and defend the nerds of the neighborhood by challenging the little league teams of the neighborhood that are big bullies that give out beef stew to uh a game of baseball and basically the two nerds Richie and Clark have never played a game of baseball and they're in fact they're quite horrible and that yeah. leads to fun shenanigans throughout the whole movie but also gus the ex-jock who used to be a bully carries the team all the way to until he can't uh yeah. and then it just becomes a huge thing and then like they get in a billionaire investment to defend these nerds and they build a stadium and it becomes a huge thing, and they're called the bench warmers. I don't know if and I like, can explain it any better than that. It's just full of poop jokes, and it's hilarious. I mean, it's it's uh, utterly ridiculous. Yeah. But whoever wins, you know, the the tournament or whatever, like wins the stadium at the end. The um, billion dollar stadium that doesn't even <laughs> exist anywhere. Uh, but I also have two fun facts about this. Okay, if we ever go on a road trip to California. We need to stop mm-hmm. in at Chino Hills, California. Where's because that? if we go to 5550 Medea Valley Drive in Agoura Hills, California, USA, there is a pizza hut there. Oh. Actually, no. So that's Agoura Hills, California is girl? the park. We can go to the park there. We can go to the Pizza Hut at 5146 Canaan Road in Agoura Hills, California, USA. Uh, I think that's worth a road trip to California. I don't know. Because I like salad. <laughs> uh, all right. It's I like salad. Then. It's settled. Uh, we're scheduling a meetup for our listeners at that Pizza Hut. We and, are uh... not. That is so <laughs> far away. We'll, meet up, we'll, we'll schedule a meetup at the Pizza Hut here. How about that? Bowling Green. <laughs> Why would we go somewhere else if we're trying to be Bowling Green's number one podcast? Because it it has to have a salad bar. That's that's actually the one here does. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I like salad. Yeah, it's good and good for you. Okay, second 
on the agenda of facts. There's an actual MLB player, current day, that is in this movie. And his name is he's the Cincinnati Reds pitcher, John Moskett. He was 14 years old in this movie as an extra. Really? He was not credited, <laughs> and his parents were concerned his college eligibility would be could be adversely impacted. Moskett <laughs> by being associated with this movie? Uh, yeah. And and then but he also said Mainly because he said that he gave up seven home runs to Rob Schneider during the filming. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. Well, that's really cool. Like, this movie inspired him to become an MLB pitcher of the Cincinnati Reds. It did not. Okay, but he was on his way. <laughs> who Who is your favorite character in this movie? Dude, that's a tough, tough question. I, okay, well, I'll give you one of the main three. And then also like a side character. Okay. Like okay. Just random okay. person. Let's see. Definitely wasn't Gus's wife because watching this back, <laughs> it, it her only character trait is Gus, I'm ovulating. Yeah. Every line it was that. But it's time. You need to get back in time so we can have a baby. Okay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So. Out of the first three, I'm probably going to choose David Spade, Richie. Yeah. He just makes me laugh the funniest. <laughs> makes me laugh the funniest. John Heater yeah. is a classic, but I can't pick him because yeah. he wouldn't be as funny if it wasn't for Richie. I think Richie made the jokes because he made fun of him most of the time. Yeah. R- upon rewatch, Richie saved this movie for me, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Because it wasn't until he was introduced when I was just seeing the stuff between John Heater and Rob Schneider, I was like, "Yeah." Mm. And I think what's the best part I'm not about laughing it very much yet. <laughs> I think the funniest part about Richie's character is that he himself is so confident as a nerd that he doesn't think he is a nerd. Like he makes yeah. fun of the nerds for being nerdy when he doesn't yeah. realize that that's him. Like he's like, "Ah, I'm not one of these guys." <laughs> <laughs> but he knows he is it's so funny I, uh good character yeah he, he yeah, i can't funny, believe although... you clark <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing he he always seems like so wise compared to clark you know he's yeah. like always trying to explain everything even though he has no idea what's going yes. on yes you know <laughs> but at least he's not as dumb as clark so you got like a good spectrum you got a good spectrum you got you got Clark, the complete nerd. You got Gus, the complete jock. And you've got Richie, who tries to fit in as a jock, but he is the nerd. It's the perfect glue for the trio. Yeah. Secondary character. Wait, who's, I guess Richie's also your favorite? Yeah, Richie, Richie is the, the highlight for me. Okay. Um, Howie is hilarious. I might have to His go with Howie. Howie. What about ki- what about out of the kids? Who's your favorite character from there? The kids? Yeah. Um mine is definitely Sammy Sprinkler. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the best one. I was going to say most of the other kids, I mean they were they were fine, but none of them like really stood out. They were just playing, you know, nerds or whatever. Yeah. But Sam- Sammy Sprinkler. Yeah, he was he was the best one. We love us some <laughs> Carlos though, especially our dad. He's always saying it's legit. It's in Green Crayon. Yep. I am 12. I am 12. <laughs> it's written in Green Crayon. 
I, if you go with Howie, I'll just go with John Lovitz just because I think he's funny. Okay. But there's a lot of there's a lot of like side characters in there in the movie. And uh, it's it's pretty good. Fine, Richie. You can eat the Thin Mints at my funeral. <laughs> Whoa, is that apple juice? No. No. Like, it's just so funny. It's so funny that Richie sounds like he's he acts like he's the leader of the group. But as soon yeah. as Gus speaks up, he's like, oh, yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> what what is like when you think of this movie, what's the first quote that comes to mind for you? <laughs> you just lost your membership in video spot. Yep. I knew you were going to say that one. I say that one a lot. The, the scene. Yeah, we already mentioned it. The scene where they're trying to bribe the, the, the umpire with the, uh, the ten dollar bill and like the piece of paper. It's like I am twelve. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got documentation. He's got documentation. <laughs> Harry from uh, Harry's Hardware making a a cameo, or Slinky Dog from Toy Story three and on. <laughs> yeah, he's been in so much. Yeah, he's such a recognizable voice. Uh, another one is I ticked it. I ticked it. <laughs> Hit the bat. <laughs> you're still out. Well, you're still fat. You're still fat. So I was talking about like just random like insults and comebacks. Like one of the dumbest ones is like is is uh <laughs> is the coach is like talking to Carlos. He's like, you smell like beer. And he's like, you look you, like beer. You look like beer. It's like what? Well, he was drunk when he said that, so I guess. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's like that's a something I have said to someone. On on the playground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just as a joke, just quoting this movie. Yeah. Okay. What just cracked me up is I, I looked over the quote. <laughs> shut up, number seven. <laughs> you shut up. And then Clark goes, I'll kill you. <laughs> kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. We have said that a lot too. Uh bring it. Suck it. Ooh. Ooh good one. Makers of what? Poop is a is a solid one. If you build it, nerds will come. Yeah, I bet you're a real good catcher. Donuts in your mouth. <laughs> so we we um a couple episodes Reggie back and we I covered met a tuna camp when we were kids. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say is Reggie Jackson cameo. So we a couple episodes we did the movie Richie Rich and Reggie Jackson's in that movie too, and that's also a baseball movie. Kinda not really. <laughs> Are you guys ready to scrim image? I didn't know athlete had three syllables. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, basically the whole movie is just Gus, just like embarrassing children on the baseball. Pretty field. much, yeah. And like putting up and then like funny scenes of like Richie and Clark not playing well. Yeah. And jokes in between, you know, Clark like can't even hold on to the bat. So he like swings and throws it and he like there's a couple different instances. One, he like <laughs> he throws it into some trees and you see like a couple squirrels fall out like, yeah. he, like he hit them. And then uh, <laughs> the one where he like throws it and it like breaks the windshield of like the other coach's car. <laughs> yeah. That's my Miata. And I just, Get him, boys. <laughs> and I just love that 
he instantly made him better once they duct taped his bat to him. Like he yeah. actually started carrying himself as weight on the team. That was funny too when he like he's like rounding home and he's got the bat like taped to his hands and like they're gonna like tag him out, but he like holds his bat up like he's gonna hit him or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> and then he's he slides in, he's safe. But honestly, like we can't if you haven't seen this movie and you're just listening to us talk about it. You just have to have seen it. Like it's, yeah. we can't do it justice. It's it's yeah. all visual mostly. There there really is no point in explaining the plot or the story of the movie. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> just the quotes, and even then, it's not worth it. But there is one that we use all the time. If there's something that smells so bad, or oh. we go into the bathroom, we go in like, oh, who did this? Oh yeah. And we act like we're throwing up because that was one of the funniest parts. Projectile vomiting after a, a porta potty. What is it like? Clark says something like, "I just blew up that porta potty over there." Or something yeah, like that. and some random, like, uh, some random spectator is coming out of it, and it's like, "Oh, who did this?" And just and then just projectiles, red vomit everywhere. Yeah. It's so gross. <laughs> Any bodily fluids or gases that come out of your body is the funniest peak comedy. It's peak comedy <laughs> as an eight-year-old. I, I love the scene where, you know, Richie's brother Howie is, is uh, he just stays inside all the time. He's afraid of the sun. What's that called? What is that called? <laughs> I don't know what the phobia is called. It's uh, an A. But yeah, the scene where he has to like go get the Girl Scout cookies that Richie ordered, that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Howie, Howie had a lot of good lines in this movie. <laughs> Richie told me about the serial killer in the neighborhood. He's on the loose and he's killing anyone named Howie. That's my name. That's, that's my name. name. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that one until this time. I was like, that's <laughs> the reason he got it, came out of the house. Yeah. I thought they got him to go on the road <laughs> with him. He threatened his murder. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Richie's Richie's just like looks at Gus. He's just like, just go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> it eats sunblock. Honestly, it sounds pretty good eating sunblock. Sounds so small. Howie, you're not afraid of the sun anymore. How's the moon treating you? <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> um, I I feel like the only Howie one that we quote is probably because sun sun is bad. Let's go inside where it's a bit safer. Safer. <laughs> the the scene with Reggie Jackson where he's like doing a, the training montage. That's a pretty good. That's a classic scene from. The yeah, movie. and he runs. He he's, mows the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Hot potato. Weirdly, the billionaire Ding dong ditch <laughs> and uh, the uh, baseball bats hitting the mailboxes. Oh yeah, on yeah, the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, uh, John Lovitz's house, Mel's house, the billionaire, it is covered in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's only thing. It's a Star Wars land. It's like Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. And I feel like this is heavily promoted by Nickelodeon. It's not necessarily, but it, it's like if you chose one of the three main networks to show it on, it would only be on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, and that's <laughs> Disney now, so it's kind of weird to think about. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Star Wars references in this movie. Yeah. Thanks, Darth. 
I guess we did say we wouldn't talk about the story, but I will mention this. Basically, it's a bunch of crass jokes, the whole movie. Yeah. But they do try and like put in this like ham fisted moral of like making up for your past of like, you know, Gus was a bully and he bullied someone like so much that he like went into a mental institution or whatever. And so he's like, that's affected him. He like doesn't want to. He's like scared to have kids because he's afraid they might get picked on like, like yeah. he was a bully to them and stuff like that. So that's like the whole thing. He's like putting that off. Um, and but and that's why, you know, he feels bad about his past of, of bullying people. So that's why he's like sticking up for the kids in the neighborhood or whatever. And, um, you know, so it, it just got me reflecting on on my past, you know, uh, you know, bullying kids and that sort of thing. And so, you know, we've already talked about it on the Cool Runnings episode, but let me just apologize again to Caleb for all the times I picked on him. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I was I was, I was a I was the Gus bus back then. Bro, honestly though, I just feel like I should take my time <laughs> and apologize to Caleb's younger sister Rachel. <laughs> Cuz like uh I also got picked on in 5th grade and so did she. And for some reason she she was defending me at some point and I thought she was not, so I just like doubled down on being mean to her i was like shut up rachel you don't mean it something like that i don't know and i was the worst to her it was like oh, a defense man. mechanism or something but i was so mean to her and she calls me out on it to this day so it's fine our beef is squashed we're friends but yeah <laughs> since you already uh apologized to keenan i figured i should too yeah hey and we'll might as well let's just apologize to josh while we're at it for whatever for whatever we did no josh know. is the worst we're not going but <laughs> Okay, no, Josh apologizes to us. <laughs> no, we love you, Josh. Um, is that a dog or a cat? I think it's a goat. <laughs> is that a dog or a cat, son? Nelson, you've got a little something here on your cheek. <laughs> you have a little schmutz on your cheek. I feel like my John Lovitz impression has gotten better throughout the course of this episode. Yeah. And that's a that's win. That's what we're all about. Going from bad to mediocre. Amen. Okay, also, did we look up the uh, the phobia names for Nick Swordson's character, Howie Goodman? Oh, that's what I was looking up, but then my iPad died. So on Wikipedia, it says agoraphobic and heliophobic. Heliophobia is fear of the sun, sunlight, bright lights. Agoraphobic is... Um, just an anxiety disorder. Oh, well, that's that's what they said in the movie. He was like, you still live with that agoraphobic cousin of yours? So this movie um, was probably sponsored by uh, Pizza Hut. Probably. Sure. And Video Spot. Yeah. I don't even know who you are. I smell cinnamon rolls. I guess we should uh, call it a day here while Jeremy's... John Lovett's impression is at peak mediocrity. Peak mediocrity. Um, oh, but before we close, let's see what the tagline of this movie was. Oh, boy. Two thumbs actually, up. The, actually, there's two. Okay. There, there's one at the top of the poster that says, three older losers should be able to beat nine young jocks. Right? That's the Question worst. Mark. 
And then underneath it, where it's like they phone that from one the in. directors of Happy Gilmore and Big Daddy, the Benchwarmers. It's never too late to take a stand. Bro, they just phoned it in. Those aren't good at all. They didn't even need those. All they had to say was, bro, this is the dude from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, that's all they needed. That's all I needed as, you know, a 13 year old kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I convinced my dad to take us to the movies and, and I don't regret it. You know, I honestly, we had a lot of quotes out of this movie and it's been good to us through the years. I, I honestly don't know if this movie would be as popular as it was if Napoleon Dynamite hadn't existed or if they had somebody else play Clark. Because they were definitely riding off of his popularity. I mean, obviously they got some huge stars, but still, I don't know. Because they've also been in some flops. Oh, for sure. Years. Yeah. And maybe, maybe Benchwarmers was a flop and we don't know it. Listeners, if you've seen Benchwarmers and you know what we're talking about, let us know. Well, money-wise, it had a budget of $33 million and it made 65 So it did good. Good enough for them to do a direct-to-DVD sequel, but not enough, you know, to get the gang back together. Yeah. Dude, I just had the most random thought. You know how in, like, COVID quarantine like all these like movies were having re- like zoom yeah, reunions. yeah yeah what yeah, if they yeah. did a zoom benchwarmers reunion let's make it happen that'd be stupid hashtag benchwarmers for life that'd be the worst they wouldn't talk they it would just be like david spade on his podcast talking to uh <laughs> rob schneider and that'd be it like, i feel like, like yeah there was this there was this one time with farley it's actually yeah far- Actually, you know, you know, Far- Farley's brother was actually in this movie. Willis. He was, actually. I want a little man, too. <laughs> I like that guy. That was funny. <laughs> um, Rotten Tomatoes score. What, what do you want to guess the oh score is on this? Oh, my goodness. It's in the teens. No, it's it in... Is. It is. It it's is. It's in the teens. Uh, 14. Dude, so close. 13. Oh, I can't 13%. believe that. The site's consensus reading says a gross out comedy that is more sophomoric than funny. The Benchwarmers goes down swinging. 13% dude. <laughs> here's another, here's a random fact. The film held, the film held the record for the highest opening weekend gross for a baseball genre film until 2013 when it was surpassed by the Jackie Robinson film 42. Oh, that's so lame. <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah, right. There's no I way that's better just, than a bench warmers. Come on, beef stew. I mean, I guess they just didn't make any baseball movies between 2006 I guess and not. There were a lot in the 90s, so they probably cooled off on it. All right, Jonathan. Well, next week it is your turn to choose the movie. Uh, so do you have a hint for what we're going to be covering? Yes. Uh, next week, or whenever we get another episode. No promises. <laughs> Uh, we got a we got a really good one here. I, I'm really excited about next week uh, next week's episode. Um, you know, I'll just say it it was a movie 65 million years in the making. That's a lot of years. Here's a clip. All right. It's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free. It expands to new territories and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but... Uh, well, there it is. There it is. 
you're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at Groovy Bridge. And if you want to find him on his website, it's BriceBridgman.com. If you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at InsideQuotesCast. DM us for any future episode recommendations or any Star Wars memes like you do, Tyler Peterson. Uh, <laughs> and if you enjoyed the show at all, you want to support us, go check out our merch store. Uh, we've got t-shirts, we've got mugs, we've got hoodies, stickers, you name it. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to leave us a good review. If you do, you'll win a free trip on the Gus bus. Go visit Schmegmer Park and play some PlayStation. <laughs> but seriously, if you do leave us a review, we will read it out on the show. So, hey, that should be incentive enough. Do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us reminisce about our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on our future episode. We'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. And we will be there. Because I told Gus that we would be there. And if we don't show up, that makes me a liar. And that's not what I'm about. Not now. Not ever. Okay, daytime me. Ha, ha, ha.